Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Magazine and sponsored by Steer. Broadcasting from the Oilfield Expert Studios. Oilfield Experts, where you get the right products right now. In the Oil Patch is where, together, we explore topics that affect us all in oil, gas, business, and in your community. Every week, your host, Kim Bellotto, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. And welcome to In the Oil Patch Radio. Radio show. I'm your host, Kim Bellotto. Today we have a great, great show lined up for you. I'm very, very excited to have Omar Garcia, the president of Steer, will be joining us. And additionally, we'll be joined by Congressman Will Hurd of District 23. And you know, for most of you guys, you know they've been on the show a couple of times, both of these gentlemen. So we're really excited to bring them back. They have some great news, so stay tuned. But first, I want to talk to you about our latest issue of Shell Magazine. I am definitely impressed with this issue. Shell Magazine had the opportunity to catch up with the CEO of Oasis Petroleum, Inc., Tommy News. I encourage you to go to shellmag.com, that's S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com, and learn about Oasis Petroleum and Tommy News. Speaking of Shell Magazine, I want to talk to you about our fourth annual State of Energy Luncheon happening on August 29th in beautiful Corpus Christi, Texas. Come on down to Corpus Christi, enjoy a little bit of the sea breeze and learn a lot about oil and gas. Um, We are currently right now looking for sponsors and of course ticket sales uh, are going. It will be a sold out event. So if you're interested in coming to Corpus Christi on August 29th and being a part of Shell Magazine's State of Energy and learning all about what's going on in the Corpus Christi area as well as the Permian Basin area, I encourage you to visit shellmag.com, that's S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com to uh, learn more and of course purchase tickets to attend. Be sure to join us the night before on August 28th at 6.30 p.m. at the beautiful Omni Hotel in Corpus Christi, Texas. So we will enjoy an amazing networking mixer with plenty of drinks and delicious hors d'oeuvres. On hand will be Suncoast Resources and Marathon Oil. So come join us on August 28th at 6.30 p.m. at the beautiful Omni Hotel in Corpus Christi. For more information, go to shale, S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G dot com slash S-O-E. Be sure to bring plenty of business cards and I look forward to seeing you there. You know, our show airs in all markets in Texas, uh, primarily in Houston and Austin, San Antonio, Permian Basin area, Corpus Christi. And there's a nonprofit out there called Future of the Region of South Texas. It actually is covering 47 counties in South Texas that they look at what is in the best interest for South Texas in areas of transportation, water, oil and gas, border issues, you name it. And this year, their conference will be held in Laredo on September 12th at the Texas A&M International University Student Center. I encourage you, if you want to be involved, if you're living in South Texas, this is a conference for you. Um, And I truly hope that you will get involved. If you um, want to make a difference in where you're living, this is the conference for you to attend. But for more information, visit future region stx.org and i hope to see you there but now it's time to bring on our resident energy expert and editor of shell magazine david blackman david welcome back this week 
hey, it's another beautiful day in Texas. Exactly. A little hot out there. Um, David, let's talk about there's some really uh, interesting news that's breaking. It's obviously the sanctions uh, coming on to Iran that President Trump is reinstating this week. And there's a lot of buzz going on about that. But of course, I want to know what you think about it. And and more importantly, is it the right move for uh, President Trump? And then how is this going to affect the oil and gas or crude oil prices and the supply? Or will it have an impact on it? Yeah. Uh, it, well, first, uh, yes, I do think is the right move, um, particularly, you know, since the president did announce he was pulling the, our country out of that. What well, was just really a, not a, an advisable agreement uh, for the Obama administration to enter into on behalf of this country. You know, Iran sponsors terrorism all over the world. They haven't stopped doing it. Uh, they got a bunch of money, $150 billion freed up. Thanks to that agreement, and um, you know, and they have just continued their terror-sponsoring ways. So, it's been ineffective to begin with, and there's no reason for the United States to have been in it in the first place. The European countries remain in it. They're they're encouraging their companies to continue to do business with Iran, but several big companies have already stopped. And uh, you know, over the next few months, as the sanctions go into place and penalties begin to be implemented by the United States on companies purchasing crude oil from Iran, uh, I suspect what we're going to see is most of Iran's supply taken off the market and because companies aren't going to want to buy oil that they have to pay a big fine for purchasing. So I do think it's the right move strategically, and, and it's the right move for this country and our, our principles uh, here in the United States. What about the supply, and then will it also affect oil prices? Yes. Uh, it, you know, the, we it will, uh, I think, curtail supply. You know, uh, Iran currently is putting, before Trump announced he was pulling the, the country out of the agreement back in June, um, Iran was exporting almost 800,000 barrels a day. That's down fairly significantly already. And uh, we can expect by the end of the year for them probably be exporting fewer than half of that. Uh, less than 400,000. So that's a pretty significant hit on global supply, and it will put upward pressure on prices. What about the Energy Information Administration, their forecast that they were forecasting all prices are going to remain stable, even uh, move a little bit lower from now to the end of the year? Are you agreeing with that? No, no. I I read that, and I thought, well, I, I don't know what they're looking at, honestly. Of course, you know, there's a lot of smart people making those projections. Um, they've been wrong an awful lot uh, in spite of that. I think they're wrong about this. You know, we just had news uh, late last week that Saudi Arabia, you know, everyone had thought Saudi Arabia had was going to uh, put another 400,000 barrels a day onto the market in July. They didn't do that. Uh, and so supply tightened significantly during July. There's been a lot of chatter about you know, the world's economy kind of slowing down. It's really not slowing down. Demand remains very robust. And and you have still Venezuela falling completely apart. I mean, we almost had an assassination of Maduro over the last weekend. And, you know, it, it, yeah, and Libya's production goes on and off, you know, just based on what battles being fought where on any given week. And, and so it, to to me, to think that we're enter, entering a, a period of of declining prices seems counterintuitive to me. I, all I see is kind of 
upward pressure. I mean, I know early this past week, the prices did go down for a variety of very temporary reasons, uh, but it's not like it's going down to $50. It's going, it's fluctuating between 67 and 70, you know? Uh, so it's just, I, I, I don't see that. I don't understand their reasoning for it. And I think a month from now, we'll see another report from them predicting the price to go back up. Interesting. Well, let's switch gears real quick and talk about um, producing companies. They're missing out on higher oil prices because of their hedging programs. Tell, tell us a little bit about what is hed- the, how does the hedging programs work for these companies? Well, what happens is it's a bet that companies take uh, that over the next, say, let's just say over the next two years, a company thinks that crude oil is not going to go above $60 and it's not going to go below $50. So they think, you know what? For the next two years, we're going to you know, go to a, an investment firm or, or bank or some other counterparty to a bet and say, look, we're willing to let you purchase all of our crude oil for $55 a barrel flat. And if the price goes above that, well, then we're going to lose money. If the price goes below that, we're going we're gonna to win this bet. But, but for the company, it is the, the reason you do it is because you want to have a predictable cash flow. It allows companies to, to plan their businesses properly. And that's the main thing companies really want is stability in prices so that they can properly plan their drilling programs and their capital investments. And so, yes, some companies did enter into some, some uh, hedges, uh, significant amounts of production through the end of this year and even into 2019 at prices lower than they are now. But the other side of that is, you know, they have very predictable cash flow and they're able to go about getting their business done. So it's, you know, and it's a bet. It's just like kind of going to Las Vegas or betting on the stock market. You know, it's just, you're, you're just trying to guess what the price is going to be and, and try to win. Right? Exactly. Looking at it, it makes perfect sense because when oil went down below $30 a barrel, and then, you know, of course, years before that, it was over $100 uh, yeah. a barrel. Those are some huge swings. <laughs> so it, it, it could kill a company quickly. So uh, Right. And when it, by the way, when it went to $30 a barrel, a lot of these same companies had hedges at 50 and 60 You know, so, <laughs> I mean, they kind of missed the downside, too. Exactly. Well, David, that is all the time we have for this week. Look forward to talking to you again next week when we can talk more energy and politics. Until then. Great. I'll look forward to it. And with that, we do have to take a quick break. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. In the Oil Patch Radio Show is proud to bring you this week's Energy Minute, produced by shalemag.com. Here's Texas Railroad Commissioner Ryan Sitton with your current industry update. This is Texas Railroad Commissioner Ryan Sitton with your Energy Minute. Several big stories came out yesterday that heavily impacted oil markets. High levels of debt, a slowing economy, and U.S. tariffs have caused the economic crisis in Turkey to become more alarming. At the same time, analysts reported that the global economy growth rate peaked in January. The poor economic news raised fears of a possible decline in oil demand. In addition, the EIA reported that U.S. crude stockpiles grew by 6.8 million barrels last week, while crude imports jumped by 1 million barrels per day. Finally, Chinese oil importers appear to have completely stopped buying U.S. crude due to concerns over the new tariffs. WTI lost $1.73 per barrel on the news to end the day at $64.90 per barrel. This is Ryan Sitton, and that's your energy minute. Listen to In the Oil Patch Radio and keep up with the oil and gas industry online at shalemag.com. 
From the industry's toughest frack equipment manufacturer comes the latest innovation in frack sand delivery. Introducing Sandforce, the new frack sand delivery system from Dragon. The unique design, double drop gravity fed discharge system is trailer mounted and unloads the standard 25 tons in less than 12 minutes. So go ahead, give yourself an unfair advantage. Put the power of Sandforce to work for you today. Call 800-231-8198. Again, that number is 800-231-8198 or visit dragonsandforce.com. Farmers and ranchers are the hardest working people on earth and deserve a side-by-side -side vehicle that works just as hard. That's why Yamaha makes the Viking an all-new Viking 6, the world's first true three and six person UTVs assembled in America. Ranked number one in drivetrain durability, Viking outworks and outclasses the competition in features, comfort, and off-road capability. For more, visit YamahaViking.com. Most dependable claim based on a 2013 Yamaha Source side-by-side -side owner study. Welcome back to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. I'm your host, Kim Bilotto, and now we have on the phone Congressman Will Hurd, who serves the 23rd Congressional District of Texas. Congressman Hurd, welcome to the show. Kim, it's always a pleasure to be on. It's good to talk to you again. I know. We haven't seen you in, in studio in a while, so I'm glad that you decided to come back and, and talk to us. And, and quickly, I, I want to say we ran into you yesterday. You were giving a speech at the TIPRO conference, and you were talking about uh, federal priorities dealing with oil and gas at a D.C. level. So that's what we're going to talk about today on the show. But before we get started, can I briefly get you to tell us a little bit about uh, you know your district and what made you want want to run for your district? Sure. The, the 23rd Congressional District of Texas is one of the largest congressional districts in the United States of America. It's 29 counties, two time zones, 820 miles of the border. It takes 10 and a half hours to drive across it at 80 miles an hour. Um, it has, wow. about, yeah, exactly. My, my staff learned recently it's not, it's not 80 miles an hour in all of the district. Uh, I have a third of the Eagleford Shell, about half the Permian, most of the Delaware. And so when it comes to energy, and it, this is a really important, it's almost ground zero um, for the energy renaissance that's happening in, in Texas. And I, I ran for Congress. I ran for this district specifically. Um, this is basically where I grew up. I was born and raised in, in San Antonio. And when I, I spent nine and a half years as an undercover officer in the CIA, and I was the guy in the back alleys at four o'clock in the morning collecting intelligence on threats in the homeland. And I was you know, in dark corners and dangerous places recruiting spies and stealing secrets. And it was a great job, but I also had to brief members of Congress. And I was pretty shocked by the caliber of our elected officials. And so my mom said, either part of the problem or part of the solution. And so I uh, ran for Congress. I lost, but then. Uh, I was in the private sector and then ran again and uh, helped start a cybersecurity company. And then now I've been in Congress for two terms. Well, you know, you bring up that y your past, that you were a CIA agent and, and your um, understanding how limited members of Congress are. And, and it's not because they're not intelligent. They just come from different walks. Uh, they're different backgrounds, uh, walks of life. And so to understand that you have all of these expertise under your belt dealing with 
uh, foreign terrorism and, and all these things that we deal with when we talk about foreign countries and we have an expert who's in Congress who honestly wants to make a difference. It's amazing, especially in one of the single most important areas that we have to really be careful and that's energy. Energy is so vital to the United States and, and, and keeping us strong. So I want to, when, when we talk about countries like Russia and stuff, I mean, you're really coming at it from an expert standpoint on dealing with these countries and understanding their backgrounds. So talk to me a little bit about Russia, because you had a, you were talking about Russia and what oil and gas uh, companies need to consider when they think about Russia. Can we go back? Can you tell us a little bit about what you were talking about with Russia and oil and gas? Sure. Well, it starts with the understanding that energy security is actually national security and that our, our ability to export energy is should be a tool of our foreign policy. Um, I, I often, when I'm in South and West Texas, I tell them, the women in Saudi Arabia, thank you, um, because um, women in Saudi Arabia got the right to drive because Saudi Arabia has come to the realization that the United States is going to be a net exporter of energy. Europe is going to be the most dominant player on the world stage, and that they're going to have to change their economy to something based on more than just oil. And they're like, we have to have make sure half of our population, all the women, are mobile. Uh, that's why they've opened up um, movie theaters because people were leaving their country, and so they're trying to create tourism uh, within Saudi Arabia. People are leaving their country on the weekends and coming back because there's nothing to do. Um, and then when it comes to Russia, Russia's economy is so small, and it's really based on the price of barrel of oil. They're more price sensitive probably than most countries um, in the world. And they recognize that uh, the United States and the U.S. energy sector is an existential threat um, to their future. And that is why um, we've seen an increase in, in uh, attempts to attack energy companies. And we saw uh, over a year ago the Russians used disinformation and social media campaigns um, similar to what they tried to do in our U.S. election. It was even some of the same organizations like the Internet Research Agency um, that was trying to promote um, some of these um, uh, far-left environmental groups um, and trying to create discord when it comes to the energy sector. And so, so the Russians are resorting to asymmetrical warfare, which what they, they've been doing that for a couple of decades, almost four decades. And so we have to make sure... Um, that we're prepared for that increase in attack. And we also got to make sure that the U.S. government and um, the private sector are, are sharing information about potential attacks and how to defend ourselves. Interesting. You know, you did allude to yesterday, and, and I'm going to go back and touch on it, uh, that we have to be careful because there are other countries that uh, – give money to um, some environmental groups, I'm not saying all of them, uh, but some environmental groups that are consistently fighting to uh, prevent uh, oil exploration here in the United States. Um, and and that's a problem because uh, I think these countries really do have a vested interest to in making sure that we do not continue to export oil. And, 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 I, and I believe we've turned into being the number one a net exporter, if you will. So there's a lot of reasons why we need to 
continue to promote oil and gas and, and, and put it out there on, on a world stage. But Congressman Hurd, when we return from break, I want to get into what are some of the biggest problems that oil and gas companies, uh, exploration companies, are going to face uh, here in the near future. But we do have to take a quick break. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. Hi folks, Alvin Bailey here. Hey, did you know the Port of Corpus Christi is primed to become the energy port for the United States energy industry? Join us for the State of Energy Luncheon. It's going to be August the 29th from 1130 until 1 p.m. at the Solomon Ortiz Center in Corpus Christi. Come early, network with oil and gas professionals, enjoy a great lunch, hear a real energy discussion from industry professionals. It's August the 29th at 1130 at the Solomon Ortiz Center in Corpus Christi. This event will sell out, so log on now and get your tickets at shalemag.com. Hi, I'm Kim Pilato, host of In the Oil Patch Radio Show and president of Future of the Region South Texas. And I'd like to encourage you to join me on September 12th through the 14th at the Texas A&M International University in Laredo, Texas at the Student Center, where we will be discussing some of the most important regional topics for South Texas. The future of the region includes you. Help support the future of the region by shaping your thoughts with other local experts on innovative solutions to challenging regional issues. We encourage you to join us September 12th through the 14th in beautiful Laredo, Texas at the Texas A&M International University Student Center. To learn more about this amazing organization or to purchase a ticket to attend the event, please visit futureregion.com. STX.org. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Congressman Will Hurd from the 23rd Congressional District of Texas. Congressman Hurd, we recently caught up with you at the Texas Independent Producer and Royalty Owners Association, better known as TIPRO. You were there giving a speech on what oil producers are facing at a federal level as well as what they're facing here in the near future. In your opinion, what are some of the biggest problems that exploration companies are going to face here in the near future? Well, I, I think in the immediate term, it's absolutely cybersecurity risk and um, nation state actors are trying to get into their systems. Um, this is this is something that many um, uh, companies in many sectors are, are seeing and, and the energy sector um, is, is facing this as well. And so um, making sure that Defending digital infrastructure is a priority at the C-suite. Um, making sure that there is um, that they're cooperating with information exchange within the industry to making sure everyone's sharing the tactics, techniques, and procedures that they're seeing. Um, you know, be uh, in attacks against their networks. Um, you know, broadly across the United States of America, large companies. A large company last year, on average, saw 54 million attempts. Um, to to penetrate their system. Fifty four million. Fifty four million attempts. Attempts. And what what's even scarier is that um, usually when when a hacker was successful, it took oh, it took two hundred and one days um, to 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 identify that threat, and then it took seventy days um, to quarantine and kick that threat off the system. That's the magnitude that chief information officers, chief information security officers um, are having to deal with um, large organizations across the country. 
I think on the regulatory front, um, in, in the natural gas sector, making sure that we have the infrastructure and pipelines um, that is getting gas from, from West Texas to our coast so we can potentially export it. Um, a lot of those pipe, those, even though they are intrastate pipelines, they are need permitting by FERC, and we haven't seen FERC um, approving the permitting in, in a swift manner. So I'm worried about uh, the efficiencies of the network to move the molecule from where we're getting it to where it needs to be. And because of the amount of growth that we're seeing, I don't want to see the infrastructure in the way of being able to sell, whether it's oil or natural gas, to Europe, um, to our allies across the world. Exactly. Bring us up to speed on what's happening in D.C. with NAFTA. Sure. It starts with um, why is North America important in, in 2016? Uh, the U.S. exported more than 500 million barrels of refined products to Canada and Mexico, making them our two largest export markets. Mexico expects to double energy imports over the next five years, and we have to make sure that the infrastructure and the agreements in place that help facilitate this NAFTA um, states. The, the good thing is it seems like right now that the three countries are – I'm getting close to, find, to coming up with a final agreement. And so there, there's still three areas that are where there's still some disconnect. One is on the origin of goods when it comes to automotive parts. Um, second is a sunset agreement saying that um, right now the U.S. has proposed that after five years, all parties have to re-agree to the framework or it goes away. That, that's, that's nowhere near enough time um, for these long, complicated um, international uh, chains of acquisitions to get about five years. is nowhere near enough time to do that. And, and then also something that's important to the energy industry is having a strong interstate dispute settlement. Um, this international dispute something that every time that an American company has used international dispute mechanism of NAFTA, they have one, something that gives protection to American companies. And so abandoning it or weakening, and the term is ISDS when it comes to NAFTA. This is an important force of tool that if we abandon it, it would harm the ability of U.S. companies to export um, and uh, goods to, to Canada and Mexico. And, and doing something like that would actually give advantage to our competitors like China. Um, the current president-elect of Mexico, Lopez Obrador, um, is interested in getting a NAFTA wrapped up before he assumes office in December. So NAFTA has 30 chapters. Um, 20 have been closed, which means uh, there's been agreement to it. And it's the final 10 that they're trying to sort out. Well, I do want to thank you for coming on the show today. And I want you to come back and talk to us a little bit more about immigration, China, and more world threats that are out there since you're technically, Congressman Heard, the expert. Uh, and we need to understand these things that are facing us. But that is all the time that we have. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show. And we look forward to catching up with you soon. Kim, always love talking to you. And with that, we do have to take a quick break. But when we return, Omar Garcia, the president of Steer, will be joining us. And you're listening to In the Old Patch Radio Show. We'll be right back. 
The vision of the Women's Energy Network is to be the premier organization that educates, attracts, retains, and develops professional women working across the value chain. Also known as WEN, our mission is to develop programs that provide networking opportunities and foster career and leadership development of women who work in the energy industry. Thousands of women are breaking ground in energy industry careers every year, and 4,000 of them are already members of the Women's Energy Network across our 14 chapters. Members receive exclusive access to mentoring, job boards, group discussions, member-only networking events, expert speaking engagements, and more. Join today by visiting womensenergynetwork.org slash Houston or call 1-855-390-0650. The Women's Energy Network, empowering women in energy. Oil-filled experts is the only place you need to go to locate any part, any time for your automotive or oil-filled equipment needs. Specializing in hard-to-find oil-filled parts for your fleet maintenance needs, oil-filled experts have been providing parts and accessories to keep your tools turning since 1965. From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, call us to get the right part right now. Here's the number, so write it down. Oil-filled experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210-471-1923. Any business can benefit from advertising to the oil and gas industry, but it's really important to partner with a marketing company that has a proven track record with this growing industry. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Again, that's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. Or you can call us, 210-240-7188. Again, that's 210-240-7188. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine provides services like print advertising and digital marketing. Our digital advertising services include website, email, radio, video, and social media. Shale also provides specialized web services from website management to search engine optimization and social media management. Visit our website, shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com to learn more. Welcome back to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. I'm your host, Kim Bilotto, and now we have Omar Garcia, who is the president of STEER, better known for South Texas Energy and Economic Roundtable. Omar, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kim. Appreciate you having me on today. We haven't had you on uh, for some time. You've been pretty busy, and I'm really glad and excited that you're here because you've got some things happening in Eagle Ford, and, and we want to hear about it. But first, tell us a little bit for listeners who have not who are not familiar with Steer. What specifically is Steer as an organization? So Steer is an oil and gas trade association that was founded in 2012 by the largest operators that were operating the Eagle Ford Shell. And our primary focus is to work with communities in South Texas and specifically in the Eagle Ford Shell region. So we work with county judges, mayors, chambers of commerce, economic development organizations, community leaders. What we don't do is spend time in Austin or in Washington, D.C. lobbying. Our main focus is to work with the communities in the Eagle Ford Shell. And, you know, you also work very closely with the media. And I truly appreciate that because I think that, you know, it's hard to get correct information, especially uh, if you're doing research online. You guys have really been uh, very key and, and instrumental in helping the media understand uh, what's going on in Eagle Ford. And you've been there to talk to us or, you know, to help 
the community understand more of, of uh, identifying problems if there are any, and then of course coming and fixing them. So that's good. Now, what are you? What have you guys been up to, or what can we expect from Steer here in the near future? What are you guys working on? Well, you know, the Eagleford sale is is coming back to life, and and by that I mean Hallelujah. We're, at, <laughs> we're at a we're at a rig count that we haven't seen in over two years. We're just about at ninety rigs. You know, that is from a high of almost two hundred and sixty in twenty fifteen. So. For us to be at 90 rigs is a great thing for the Eagleford and for South Texas. You know, a lot of the attention that you see is obviously in the Permian Basin, and rightfully so. You know, they have close to 400 rigs right now. But what the Eagleford has is infrastructure. Uh, you know, one of the issues that, you know, we went from HEB, Walmart, not having enough food to lines at the doctor's office, things with that this region was not accustomed to, but industry quickly stepped in, alleviated some of these concerns, and things got better in the Eagleford shell. So, you know, all in all, we've, we've learned from the past and know what has to happen to get back to 260 rigs in the Eagleford. But right now, 90 to 120 rigs is manageable and it is great for South Texas. So we're excited about what's going on. So that's keeping us obviously very busy as communities are, are, are active again, companies are hiring again, uh, tax revenue is up again. So a lot of communities and counties are very happy with the current situation. Um, right now, we're also focused on, on our Eagle Ford Excellence Awards. Nominations are will be coming out very soon. Call franchises will be coming out very soon. So we hope that you know companies that are operating Eagle Ford Shell in South Texas will look at this and apply to be recognized. And it's a good event that'll culminate with a lunch honoring the recipients on December the 5th at in San Antonio at the Pearl Stables. And those awards, let's just quickly go through them. There's there's like four or five different awards. Why are you giving awards to uh, these companies? Sure. Companies can win in different categories. They can win for community service. So the hours that they spend volunteering, the financial resources that, that they provide to communities throughout South Texas, we also do a safety award, companies that are going above and beyond to operate and practice in a safe environment, uh, along with an environmental award, uh, companies that are going above and beyond what is required of them by, by state and federal regulations, companies that are have a proven track record of being environmentally friendly. Those are some of the awards that you can win at the at the Steer Eagle for Excellence Awards. And, you know, we've had a long list of winners, kind of who's who of industry. And it's just a great event where almost 300 people gather on an annual basis to recognize these companies that are doing the right thing and going above and beyond what's required of them in South Texas. And, you know, that's really important, in my opinion, because we always get fed all of the companies that and, and thank goodness there's not a lot of them that are doing the wrong things. But companies, uh, you know, what do they say? Uh, if it bleeds, it leads. And so bad PR really sells and good PR is, you know, just uh, always the last to, to get on everybody's radar. But there are some great service companies out there that are doing some amazing things in Eagle Ford. Um, and uh, I'm glad that you guys are the organization that recognizes them and brings them to light. And then, of course, some of the things that we get to do is is uh, after the awards come out by these independent judges, then we get to cover it uh, and talk about why these companies were awarded this from Steer and given this prestigious award. So, again, it's December the 5th and it's going to be held in San Antonio. Is it uh, at the Pearl Stables? It'll be at the Pearl Stables. It'll be a lunch. It'll be a luncheon from 1130 to 1. With that, we do have to take a quick break. When we return, I want to talk about the announcement of BHP Billiton and BP. But we do have to take a quick break. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. 
From the industry's toughest frack equipment manufacturer comes the latest innovation in frack sand delivery. Introducing Sandforce, the new frack sand delivery system from Dragon. The unique design, double drop gravity fed discharge system is trailer mounted and unloads the standard 25 tons in less than 12 minutes. So go ahead, give yourself an unfair advantage. Put the power of Sandforce to work for you today. Call 800-231-8198. Again, that number is 800-231-8198 or visit dragonsandforce.com. Hi folks, Alvin Bailey here. Hey, did you know the Port of Corpus Christi is primed to become the energy port for the United States energy industry? Join us for the State of Energy Luncheon. It's going to be August the 29th from 1130 until 1 p.m. at the Solomon Ortiz Center in Corpus Christi. Come early, network with oil and gas professionals, enjoy a great lunch, hear a real energy discussion from industry professionals. It's August the 29th at 1130 at the Solomon Ortiz Center in Corpus Christi. This event will sell out, so log on now and get your tickets at shalemag.com. Hi, I'm Kim Pilato, host of In the Oil Patch Radio Show and president of Future of the Region South Texas. And I'd like to encourage you to join me on September 12th through the 14th at the Texas A&M International University in Laredo, Texas at the Student Center, where we will be discussing some of the most important regional topics for South Texas. The future of the region includes you. Help support the future of the region by shaping your thoughts with other local experts on innovative solutions to challenging regional issues. Help shape the future of the region by sharing your thoughts with other local experts on innovative solutions to challenging regional issues. We encourage you to join us September 12th through the 14th in beautiful Laredo, Texas at the Texas A&M International University Student Center. To learn more about this amazing organization or to purchase a ticket to attend the event, please visit futureregionstx.org. Again, that's futureregionstx.org. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Again, that's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Omar Garcia, the president of STEER. Omar, let's talk about the latest announcement happening in Eagle Ford Shell, the uh, announcement that BHP Billiton sold all of their assets to BP. Um, That's pretty interesting. So tell me what that means for the Eagle Ford and tell me why, why are these companies switching out like this? You know, BHP was has been in Eagle Ford since day one through PetroHawk, and it, it's sad to see BHP leave because that is a global company that, as you know, is based in Australia. But BHP had prime acreage, and they, they left for this very simple reason. As a company, BHP was getting away from all shale development. You know, they had assets in the Permian, they had assets in the Haynesville, and they had assets throughout the United States. So it was a company-wide decision that they made to pull out of shale development, out of shale drilling. I can't tell you how excited we are that BP bought their assets. And why is that important and why are we excited? It's very simple. To have another global company, a major oil and gas company, invest in the Eagleford is a huge indication that the Eagleford has lots of life left in it. It has years upon years of drilling, and it's just 
an encouraging sign that an operator with the magnitude and the name recognition of BP invested in South Texas. I expect that BP will be just as involved as BHP was in the community, in corporate giving, in doing what's right for the communities, in doing what's right for the counties. I can't tell you, this is such great news that BP has acquired BHP's assets. Excellent company. Tell me, um, switching gears just a little bit on, I want to move to Corpus Christi and the Port of Corpus Christi. Sure. How involved is the Port of Corpus Christi with a lot of the Eagle Ford assets? You, you couldn't have you couldn't have the Eagle Ford and the success that the Eagle Ford has had without the Port of Corpus Christi. You know, the Port of Corpus Christi plays such an important role currently and in the future. As you know, when the export ban was listed in 2015, the first international crude shipment left the Port of Corpus Christi, and its destination was Europe. The Port of Corpus Christi continues to invest in infrastructure, in widening and deepening the channel so that we get those larger ships that can fill up with more oil from the Eagleford. And the other thing that's important about the Port of Corpus Christi is that we have an LNG project. The Chenier project is is going to go online either at the end of this year or the first part of 2019. And you might ask, why is that important? Well, a lot of the natural gas that's being explored from the Eagleford is going to be piped to the Port of Corpus Christi and into Chenier's facility. So that means sustained drilling, sustained jobs, more activity, and more investment. The Port of Corpus Christi is just such a huge asset to the oil and gas industry right now. I, I agree. I don't think that there's really a port that can hold uh, a candle to what the Port of Corpus Christi is doing. Uh, but I do want to ask you about uh, the Port of Brownsville. Are there any, because they have like three uh, LNG proposed uh, facilities going over there in their port. Are there, talk to me about that. And and are there any other ports that are really getting a lot of business thanks to the Eagle Ford shell play? You know, the Port of Brownsville is going to be, is going to be a big player in years to come. You know, certainly they don't have the refining capacity that Corpus Christi has. They're more of a manufacturing, uh, light manufacturing uh, industrial port, but companies are looking at putting LNG facilities at, at the Port of Brownsville. There could be anywhere from one to two facilities that get permitted uh, by FERC uh, and the EPA and the federal government. So this is exciting because guess what? That that gas is going to come from the Eagleford, uh, and that again is going to keep drilling alive and well uh, in South Texas. So the Port of Brownsville is going to become a major player uh, between the Port of Brownsville, the Port of Corpus Christi, and the Eagleford. South Texas is having a huge role in energy security and security for America as we move into the, in the next few years. So we've got about a minute left. Tell me quickly, what can we expect from Steer here? What are you guys working on? Well, one of the most exciting things that we have, as you know, you've been you've been involved in our Eagle Ford Excellence Awards. That is coming up. Um, we are going to do a lunch on December the 5th. Um, our call for nominations will come out within the next week or two. So we want companies that are doing the right thing for the environment, for safety, for the community. If there's a government entity that's doing something related to the oil and gas industry, we want to hear about it. Go to our website, steer.com. There will be a link to the Eagle Ford Excellence Awards. Fill out the nomination form. Our staff will call you. We'll get the information we need. And hopefully you'll win and we can recognize you at our lunch on December the 5th at the Pearl Stables in San Antonio. So once again, it's steer, S-T-E-E-R.com for any companies that are interested. I guess they can probably inquire right now with you guys. When are, when are the nominations going to open up and what are the categories? Absolutely. Perfect. Well, Omar, thank you for coming uh, on the show today and getting us updated on what you guys are working on. And we look forward to having you back here in the near future to talk about the Eagle Ford Excellence Awards as we get closer to them. 
Well, thanks, Kim, and thanks for all the work that in the oil patch radio show does for our industry. It's very much appreciated. Thank you, Omar Garcia, for being a guest on our show today. And thank you, Congressman Will Hurd, for being a guest as well. And congratulations, because you are going to be the topic of today's trivia question. Hey, email the correct answer to this trivia question to radio at shellmag.com. Again, that's radio at S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G dot com. And you'll have a chance to win a $100 gift certificate to Fogo de Chao, an amazing Brazilian steakhouse. Today's trivia question is, what district does Congressman Will Hurd represent? Remember to email the correct answer to radio at shellmag.com so you can have a chance to win a $100 gift certificate to Fogo de Chao, the Brazilian steakhouse. If you are interested in keeping up with In the Oil Patch Radio Show or the latest issue of Shell Magazine, you can do that. It's free. All you have to do is go to www dot shellmag.com again that's s-h-a-l-e-m-a-g.com and sign up for our free newsletter that is going to wrap up another great show we'll see you next week with more exciting news and insightful interviews until then adios in the oil patch is where together we explore topics that affect us all in oil gas business and in your community every week your host kim Bellotto will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry you'll hear from industry experts elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch.